Welcome to a special episode of Talking Tanks. This is a podcast dedicated to World of Tanks for the Xbox consoles. Today is Friday, August 28th, and we're bringing you a special episode because Update 2.1 was just released yesterday. As always, this is your co-host Keystone, and I'm joined by Matthew. Hi, Keystone. Uh, let's get right into it because this is just a short uh, update episode. Um, so... Uh, with the update, five maps return and a few rain variants. So we've got Malinovka and Cliff, two uh, perennial favorites returning, two original maps returning. But we've also got Muravanka, Steps, and Kumarin coming back. Um, we've got a few small, very subtle changes. For instance, uh, radio modules now appear when you're viewing the packages of your tank. And we just want to make this clear just so people... Um, understand it you're still not paying xp for the radio modules so that's that's good and that's one thing that separates us from pc whereas they have to pay a significant amount of xp for those radios uh we don't there's some stuff that's just not very exciting at all such as that we can uh get an idea of uh our tank's camo value in in a stats view, but it's not very precise, so it, it's really just a, a relative um, a relative depiction of what your uh, tank's camo value is, and not actually um, an accurate description of, of what it is. Um, Matthew, any other changes you noticed? Well, Keystone, I was just going to tell you that when you were talking about the radios, you should have like mentioned for clarity that there has not been a functional change at all. Y- yeah. Another feature that's new in 2.1 is the visual representation of Marks of Excellence. We've had Marks of Excellence in place since update 2.0, but they haven't been appearing on our tanks um, until 2.1. Uh, Matthew, we both, we both spent a little bit of time trying to understand exactly how the Marks work. I've even asked Wargaming staff, and they've been as helpful as they could be, although... Wargaming as a whole is not exactly transparent on the mechanic or the mechanics of Marks of Excellence. Do you have a take on this? Well, the only thing I know about Marks of Excellence is the more you shoot red tanks, the more Marks of Excellence you get. Yeah. But I I don't really know, have any other details than that. Yeah, it would seem that, and there are a lot of sincere people trying to make um, make sense of how they work um, and drawing some conclusions based on their own experiences. But it might be fair to say that they're drawing, they might be drawing false conclusions from their anecdotal uh, results. Would you agree with that? Or do you think, um, yeah, would you agree with that? Well, yes, I suppose so. We don't, I haven't seen any like, like you said, we haven't been told how they work. So anything people are doing is just making assumptions, and assumptions can easily be wrong. And it's very hard to conduct an experiment. Um, yeah, it's just it's very hard to conduct an experiment that would yield conclusive data. Um, so we're going to stay on this issue and try and get some more clarity on it and um, actually look at as much data as we can. And so once we return for Season 2, hopefully we'll have some more information on Marks of Excellence for you, and we'll be able to maybe even devote an episode to it. Um, but until then. Yeah, until then. Keep shooting red tanks. Keep shooting the red tanks, or spotting red tanks while your teammates shoot 
the red tanks. Do all or the, the blue good things. tanks if you use the colorblind mode, which oh, I do because it's much easier on my eyes. Yeah, or shoot the blue tanks that are on your team that have killed um, teammates. Shoot those guys. <laughs> Always shoot those guys. All right, um, but let's get into um, the real substance of this is the tech tree changes. Now, there are essentially, well, you could say two major, um, there are two distinct changes, um, and they've each got their own subtle points. Let's let's quickly touch on the Panzer IV, because there's not a whole lot there, right? So the Panzer IV was in the game. It was replaced with the Panzer IV-H, and a Tier three and a Tier four Panzer IV were also introduced. Am I correct about that? Yes. The speed of the Panzer IV-H has been slightly decreased, um, but beyond that, it's it's very much the same tank that you've been playing. Um, okay. Visually, the, the yes. Panzer IV-H has had spaced armor sheets added to the side called Scherzen. They look kind of neat, but they are almost entirely cosmetic because... They are extremely, extremely thin. They're like five millimeters thick or something. So you're not going to be, like, you're not going to notice any difference from them being there. That's right. That's right. Um, Okay. So the much more significant change comes to the Soviet tech tree. So the KV-1S was a tier six Russian heavy. It's now a tier five Russian heavy. And it, at tier six, we've got the KV eighty five. What are the changes that that make these tanks, Matthew? Well, one thing I might want to rephrase is the way I prefer to look at this. Instead of the KV one S being moved from tier six to tier five, I prefer to think of it as the KV one S being removed from the game and replaced by the KV eighty five. Yes, the KV eighty five is visually almost identical to the old KV one S. But instead of going 43 kilometers per hour, it goes 34 kilometers per hour. And in, it now has three degrees of gun depression, which is a very big change from what it had before. It keeps the same 122 millimeter top gun with absolutely no changes to its stats, aside from the gun depression that I mentioned. And you can now use the 100 millimeter S34, which is the same 100 millimeter that all of the Soviet tanks get. Mm-hmm. If the stats are similar to the D-10T. At Tier 5, a new tank has been added to the game, which has the same name as the Tier 6 removed from the game, called the KV-1S, which is basically the same as the KV-1, except the armor is a little bit thinner on the sides and rear, and it goes 43 kilometers per hour instead of 30-ish kilometers per hour. Hmm. However, the, it seems like the specific power might be a little bit worse than on the KV-1. I could be wrong on that. Because it has a less powerful engine. It, it has two top guns, an 85mm and a 122mm, which are exactly the same as the guns that the KV-1 gets, except the stats are slightly worse but they have different names. So if you happen to be a new player who gets the KV-1, you have to grind out all of the guns on that tank and then unlock the KV-1S 
and grind out all of the guns on that tank too. <laughs> well, you don't have to, but if you want to play both tanks fully upgraded, you will. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing is the developers for the Xbox following the PC changes that happened uh, a while ago. So we all knew this was coming, but Matthew, my understanding is that they didn't actually follow the significant changes that happened on PC. Do you have information about that? Well, there were basically two reasons for making this change. The first was that the state of the KV-1S was kind of silly, historically speaking, because the KV-1S and the KV-85 were basically the same vehicle, except the KV-1S was a faster KV-1, and the KV-85 was a slower, rearmed KV-1S. So it was kind of silly that you have the KV-1S, or a tank called the KV-1S, using all of the things that the KV-85 used, and the only configuration anyone ever uses it in is the, you know, the prototyped version that has the IS's gun, of which there were like two built. So it was kind of silly to have it that way. Right. The other reason was that the uh, KV-1S was kind of an overpowered tier 6, so they wanted to do a little bit of rebalancing at the same time they were doing their, you know, their fix for historical uh, reasonableness. So the change did well in making it so that things are more historically reasonable because now the KV-1S is indeed a faster KV-1 and the KV-85 is a slower KV-1S. However, I'm not entirely sure yet whether or not they'll have succeeded in nerfing the old KV-1S substantially because one of the big changes done to the KV-85 on PC was making it so that the 122mm gun had its stats substantially nerfed, whereas the KV-85 we have, the stats on the 122mm gun are exactly the same. And that's the thing that kind of has me scratching my head, um, that it's it's still very much the same tank. In all the ways that the KV-1S at Tier 6 was overpowered, the KV-85 well, is still overpowered. Not quite. Like, it's unequivocal that the tank has been nerfed because it is much slower now, and it has much worse gun depression. But that didn't really feel as if that was the problem, if that makes sense. I completely agree with that. I never really so, played my KV-1S hull down anywhere. Um, I mean, of course, there are situations that'll come up where that lack of gun depression, whether it's 2 degrees or 3 degrees or whatever, will affect you. It's still not what made the tank a threat on the battlefield, if that makes sense. So it seems a little confusing to me to nerf the tank by taking everything that wasn't the problem and making it worse. Yeah. Um, let's touch on the new KV-1S. Uh, is this the new bully of Tier 5? Yes. It is ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't picked one up yet. What? Um, I mean, you already touched on its ridiculousness a little bit. but Wow. It's a KV-1, which was already the best... 
tier five heavy, but it's faster, <laughs> which was the only problem with the KB one. Mm. Yeah, you have to wonder what's going on when they make changes like this, but, um, well, I think that really the KU1S would be perfectly balanced or, well, it would still be the best, but it wouldn't be overpowered or ridiculous like it is now. If it has two of the guns from the KV-1, it has the 122mm howitzer and the 85mm gun, though they have different names. Uh, the problem is the 122mm howitzer does, according from memory, so I could be wrong, 450 damage with HE and 370 damage with heat. Mm-hmm. And the heat has 140 penetration. Yeah. So, if one were to, for some reason, you know, take the gun into a tier 5 game with only heat loaded, <laughs> it's almost as if you have the KV-1S's old top gun that fires 5.2 rounds a minute. Right. And because those are expensive games to run, you're only really going to enable seal clubbing by doing that. I think that's it's arguable that that's the effect it would have. New players are not going to be spamming heat, um, whereas people with the you know a nice big war chest aren't aren't really going to think twice about going in and spending forty or fifty or eighty k on ammo in one well, match. Here's the thing, Keystone. Uh, if someone you know, on this podcast happened to have been doing that, they would have found that you don't even lose that much money. <laughs> I know. I. Might not have been making much money, but if I were to have been doing that, I was only losing like five to ten thousand a game. Yeah, and I might have had a game where my friend and I got fourteen kills between us. Yeah, I might have happened. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we won't see the average player. Um, posting up those kinds of results on a regular basis, but it does speak to how powerful that tank is. Um, I think that if instead of having the 85mm and the 122mm from the KV-1, it had the 85mm and the 57mm from the KV-1, it might be a lot more fair. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, no one's going to be running around with the 85mm saying, oh my... This is so overpowered doing 160 damage every 8 seconds or whatever. Right. And the 57mm gun is wonderful, but it doesn't have this devastating immediate, like, derp impact. You have to chip away at someone's health over time. So, um, it's not the, it's it's not as catastrophic at lower tiers as a, a gun with, what, 390 damage? average 370 average it hardly matters um yeah all right um so do we have any sort of well yeah i think you made your you subtly urged wargaming to change things around and remove the 122 even though it's a howitzer um <laughs> Just I like the appearance of the howitzer though. It looks like the D twenty five, except you chopped out the middle of the barrel. Yeah, it it the muzzle break on it still makes me think it's the tier six KB one S. Yeah. <laughs> um 
I would not have thought that that was a howitzer, but um, I guess it is. Um, I ha- I don't own the tank yet, so uh, I haven't played it, but it's a little a little scary. All right. Well, any other uh, closing comments on uh, 2.1? Yes. Yeah. So the KV-85 is armed with the 100mm S-34. It has 170 penetration with armor-piercing rounds and 210 penetration with its premium rounds. However, the all of the other 100mm guns the Soviets get, the D-10T, has 175 penetration with armor piercing rounds and 235 with premium. But the S-34 and the D-10T are the same gun. All that's different is they took an S-34 and they mounted it using a, D- a D-5 mounting, making the D-10T. The actual gun is not different. They shouldn't have different penetration stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can see how that's. It also makes the the one hundred millimeter like the way it's it is now. It it isn't it, an appealing it, choice compared to the one twenty two millimeter. Yeah, it's disincentivized. Um, it's just something you have to unlock in order to get to the one twenty two, which uh, which sucks, basically. Um, like it should be a distinctly different option. Um, well, and this is it something is a different option Keystone. It's like the 122, but worse. I guess what I mean is, this is something that wargaming doesn't seem to. Um, they haven't seemed to embrace, um, and it's that they see, like they see one iteration of a tank as its top form, and um, that's very that you know that ends up being a little bit flawed because we all like to play tanks with different attributes. Like we all have our own personal preferences. Whereas I might prefer on the KV one, the 57 millimeter, you might prefer the 85 and neither of us are wrong. It's a matter of personal preference. But if I want to play the 57 millimeter, I have to be paired with, I don't know on, on in terms of just the numbers that we have, the motors are equivalent. But fire I, percent difference. Yeah, it's it's a fire percentage is what it comes down to. Um, so, you know, that doesn't bother me a huge amount, but um, there are other examples where the... I don't really care about how you get to the top packages, but once you're there, I think we ought to have more options. And this has been said many times over, and it just doesn't seem to have been heard. But... Um, except when it... <laughs> Except when we get the 76 millimeter for the T29. <laughs> all right. I'm the worst. Um, all right, so that sums it up, right? Yes. So, conclusion on the KV85 and KV1S. Nerf the 122, buff the S34, exchange the 57 for the 122, and we're good. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that would make things worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might make people angry, but I, I think everyone recognizes that, you know, that they're just out of balance. Like, yes, it's a fun tank to play, but it's throwing off the balance of tier five and tier six and tier seven and tier three and tier four. It's just it's really disruptive. And quite frankly, people that are trying to play mediums, I think medium drivers are going to be the most 
uh, heavily hurt because a tier three or tier four medium encountering these is going to get one shotted like every single time. Well, so the KB eighty five is now like a proper heavy tank. It doesn't. It's not like a slow medium now. Now it's a relatively fast heavy. Whereas the KV one S is still, you know, a slow medium. Yeah, I guess what I mean is is that people that are playing through a medium line are going to have to fight these things, and they're going to get one-shotted a lot. And that's going to lead to frustration and maybe people quitting the game. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, I mean, maybe I'm reading more into it than I need to. But I'm just appealing to people that might get upset about a nerf. In And I'm just saying, like, take the perspective of the new player who has to deal with this Tier 5 that you enjoy playing, but is just probably a little bit OP. Anyway, um, all right, well, that wraps up our uh, our update 2.1 special. Uh, don't forget, we're on hiatus, but we will be back with many more episodes of Talking Tanks. Uh, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Keystone. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye.